Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Let us start with our verse of the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ud'u ila sabili rabbika bil hikmati wal maw'idati al hasana. Wajadilhum billati hiya ahsan. Sadaqallahu al-azim. This is verse 125 of the 16th chapter, Surah Al-Nahl, uh, of the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, it's telling us how one should invite others to Allah, how we should fulfill our responsibility of inviting others to good and to purity and to this uh, perfect faith. Now, this is being told uh, in a way that uh, we can understand this to be both in a passive sense and in an active sense. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, invite mankind to the way of your Lord with wisdom and mo'idha, fair preaching, good advice, sound, uh, sound advice, right? And if you have to uh, argue with somebody, if you have to have a discussion with someone, then do it in the most excellent of ways. That always works better that always works better. Rather than aggressively going in and condemning everybody and putting people down, that doesn't help at all. Now this is a very, very comprehensive verse. Uh, it's impossible to uh, mention all the principles for uh, propagating the religion or for inviting others to the path. Or, I mean, you know, when we're talking about inviting others to the path, we're not just, this is not just thinking of it in some kind of formal way that I'm gonna join a Dawah movement, a Dawah group, Right, and then I'm gonna go and you know uh, proselytize and you know uh, do the, the, these uh, stalls outside markets and give people copies of the Quran. Definitely, you can do that. That's definitely a part of da'wah. But there's also other there's also other iterations of this. For example, parents giving da'wah to their children, children giving da'wah to their parents, just literally trying to encourage one another towards piety. I mean, that's essentially what we're doing. You've got friends, you've got colleagues, brothers, sisters, right? And we're just trying to encourage one that we see that somebody is, you know, involved in drugs. So, again, calling people to the right way, that's part of da'wah, right? Trying to help correct somebody, trying to help somebody out of a bad situation, that's all da'wah. Uh, in fact, teaching somebody who doesn't know how to read the Qur'an, right? Teaching somebody uh, on how to do these things, all of this is da'wah, right? It's very, very comprehensive. And how you can do that, there are so many different principles. It depends on the situation. There's so many factors that are involved in that. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do it with hikmah. But hikmah is a very loaded term. It's a very comprehensive term. What is wisdom? Wisdom is how you deliver a message according to that particular circumstance. You know, what is you can have knowledge, but if you don't have wisdom, which means that you don't know how to convey that knowledge that you have, then that knowledge is not going to be useful to you because you can't convey it to somebody else. So wisdom is how best to convey it in the most ideal situation, most convincing way. That's what you call wisdom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us wisdom of how to tell people. May Allah give us wisdom of how we preach, how we deliver these uh, lectures as well. You have to go according to somebody's capacity understanding uh, their level, intellectual level, spiritual level, contemporary issues that are going on, uh, the challenges that people may be uh, facing at that particular time, psychological factors have to be taken into consideration. Uh, you have to take into view 
their own worldview of how they think things and then you have to try to change that worldview if that is what's causing an obstacle in the path of them understanding right sometimes that's what that's what it is you just have to be creative about it and think and strategize that what is the way to do this that's why every form of persuasion for winning over the ad addressee could be adopted and included in this and that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Quran that's why it's very difficult to just uh, narrow it down to a few things but wisdom definitely is one of those things that you can say at the end of the day as servants of the creator of this universe we are his slaves and we should just be ready to perform uh, this share his faith with people whenever the situation demands for us okay and it's useful if we can understand some ways of how successful people did this before. Then we get an idea and that would be helpful because, you know, we learn from examples. So I'm going to give you an example from Yusuf alayhi salam's story. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Yusuf alayhi salam. Now Yusuf alayhi salam, you know, he had his issue with his brothers and then he had issues after but this is a very particular aspect of this story it then carries on the story carries on that incident particular incident carries on this is the specific incident of Yusuf and he's put into prison and there's two other people who join him at that time so this is what Allah says so let's look at a translation first I'll, I'll translate it for you completely so that you get the full story and there entered with him two young men in prison one of them said verily I saw myself in a dream pressing wine the other said Verily, I saw myself in a dream carrying bread on my head and birds were eating thereof. I mean, they approached Yusuf with this. It wasn't just a casual chat. They actually, uh, they actually uh, came to Yusuf with this. So then they said, inform us of the interpretation of this. Verily, we think you are one of those who do good. Yusuf this is how he started. He said, your food, the food will not come to you as your provision. Or rather, no food will come to you as your provision, meaning the food that's uh, you know, supposed to be coming to you as prisoners, uh, to us rather, right? I will inform you of the interpretation before the food comes. And this, why? Because this is part of the duty which, Lord ha which the Lord has taught me. Meaning this uh, dream interpretation is something that Allah has taught me. I have abandoned, then he says this, he says, I have abandoned the way of the people who do not believe in Allah and then even deny the hereafter. I follow the way of my forefathers, Ibrahim, Ishaq and Yaqub. And never could we attribute any partners to Allah. This is from the grace of Allah to us and to mankind. But most men do not think. O two companions, O two companions of the prison, O my two companions of the prison rather, are many different gods better than Allah, the one, the irresistible? You do not worship besides him but only names which you have forged, you and your forefathers, for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not sent down any authority. The command is for none but Allah. He has commanded that you worship none but Allah, and that is the true religion, but most men do not know. Now, if we look at this uh, carefully, what we're going to find is some really interesting points. This is a method of da'wah that Yusuf uses, and it's impromptu. He didn't come to... He did not come and invite them or he decided that I'm going to invite them they gave him an opportunity and he took it and that's exactly what happens so initially it tells us that um, Allah, subhan uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that they both entered or three of them actually entered prison around the same time so they were his companions right and 
they tell him, so if you, if you look at the verses, they tell him that, إِنَّا نَرَاكَ مِنَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ That we see you from among the doers of good. Right? We see you from among those who do good. That means that prior to them asking him, they'd observed him, he carried himself in a very particular way that made him approachable, that made him seem dignified enough, knowledgeable enough, and reasonable and decent that they could actually ask him these questions. Right? That, and then when you look at the rest of his discourse and how he follows up one point with the other, you see an amazing amount of caution, intelligence, tact and strategy to get the message across. There's a whole psychology behind that that you see. Right? Um, you see, what happens is that if you get to a shop at... Uh, let's just say that you get to a shop at closing time and the owner of the shop, he is really bad to you. He says, I'm closing, why'd you come at this time or whatever? You're probably not going to want to go to that shop again. All right? Uh, in the business world, they say customer is always right. Um, there's somebody I know who eats out a lot and spends a lot of money taking out friends to eat. And he spends you know, a good amount of money. So there's one particular restaurant that, that, that has good food, but they charge a lot of money. And he said, I've not been there since about the last four years or something. A whole group had gone to that restaurant. And the, the bill was like £301.50. 301 or 302 pound 50 right this was a few years ago so 300 pound a restaurant i mean it was quite a bit of money right and he said they literally charged every last penny okay well it's their due it's their right they can charge it but yeah at the end of the day he said um because he's a businessman himself and he knows that when somebody buys a lot you i mean the little spare change i mean it's a tradition that you just you just let it go right it gives you know you you're not going to lose that much, but you make the customer feel very good. They become repeat customers. There's a store close by and everybody praises it because the guy is just such a nice guy. And he just, you know, knocks off a few pennies here and there. It's just a few pennies, but it makes a big difference. So that's why in a similar kind of idea, you have to be very flexible. You can't be rigid. Right? When it comes to Dawah, you have to be very, very, very flexible. And you have to show a lot of courtesy, right? Because everybody likes to receive a bargain. So if somebody wants your faith from you, they need to get a bargain. And you need to be very, very flexible in the way you, 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 know, you, uh, 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 the, the way you explain these kind of things. Because at the end of the day, there's a patient that's, uh, you know, who has an issue and you're trying to correct them. You're trying to give them therapy. For that, you need to get them on your side. That's why doctors tend to uh, try to be very polite and try to be very empathic and try to be very compassionate that in itself does half the job subhanallah you know that in itself does half the job if you get this rough and gruff doctor you know subhanallah that doesn't leave you very comforted you know afterwards even if they've diagnosed everything from you so that's why you know what we understand from the tafsirs regarding this verse that these two people had come in and they saw yusuf as a person that could probably answer their questions for them right so they were instantly drawn to him Right? They must have recognized his special abilities and saw his piety, his chastity, his uh, concern, his holiness, and so on. So that's what da'wah is at the end of the day, to put yourself out there for that in that kind of a way. Right? Now, um, eventually they recognized that he wasn't some kind of convict. Right? He was in there for some other reason. He wasn't a kind of convict. So that, that, that's why they got a lot of respect for him. Alhamdulillah, there's been people in prisons today as well who had the same kind of effect on people as well, 
right? Now, uh, you know, I guess prisoners are probably the best people to tell if somebody else is a culprit or not, if somebody else is guilty or not. I mean, subhanAllah. That's why they said that, Naraka min al that, you know, we consider you to be of the doers of good. The other thing is that, you know, you can't act in a modest way all the time, right? So, the, the, main, the, the main point here is, then he starts off and he says, look, he put, brings the concept of food first. Now, you know, when you're in prison, you're probably hungry because you can't go around snacking all the time. So they're waiting for their food. He says, look, I'm going to get you this information. I'm going to uh, just, just listen to me. Just bear with me. I'm going to get you this information before your food comes. So he's given them a time frame that don't worry. Uh, you know, whatever I say, don't get weary. Don't get bored about it already. I'm going to get this for you before your food comes. So, you know, there's not going to be an endless amount of uh, preaching for you. And then after that, he starts off, because food is very important, but then he starts off and he says that also, number two, this is something that the Lord has taught me. So, you know, I speak on a bit of authority. And then he said, he starts with his da'wah. But remember, in this, he never criticizes anything. He never condemns them. He never criticizes their belief or whatever. He just shows the wrong way. He just shows that it's wrong and it's not the right way to do things. So he says that I have abandoned the way of the people who do not believe in Allah and even deny the hereafter. So he's saying of the people. He didn't say you, you people. They were probably deniers as well. But he didn't say that I've denied your, your way. I've denied the people of the way. So it's like these other people. So you can also, you know, distance yourself from that as well. All right. I follow the way of my forefathers. They may have heard of Abraham, Ibrahim, Ishaq and Yaqub, so he invokes them and say that never would we could we attribute any partner to Allah. Now if you've heard of these great individuals, we would never do this thing because you know people have become corrupt. This is a form of the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us and to mankind, but most people don't know that this is for everybody. Like you need to stop doing this. And then he says something very personal. He says Ya Ya Sahiba Yissijin, oh my two companions of the prison. He's building a connection with them, a rapport with them, saying that we're all in this together, right? We're not different, I'm not superior to you. Are many different lords better to Allah, the one who is irresistible? Now what an amazing expression that is that why would you go for all of these other things when there's God who is in himself the most irresistible? Then he challenges them a bit. He says, all you're doing is you do not worship besides him, but names, just names, just mere names that you have forged, both you and your forefathers, for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not sent down any authority. And the command is only for Allah. He has commanded that you worship none but Allah. That's when he finally gives his, uh, his, his preaching to them, uh, or rather his main instruction to them. This is the true religion, but men do not know. And then after that, he goes on to explain their dream for them. And subhanAllah, they remember this, right? Especially one of them, and he becomes the, uh, he becomes the, the means for Yusuf Islam eventually coming out of prison. So that, you can tell that this was a lot of tact, a lot of intelligence, a lot of thought and insight and understanding that takes place. So likewise, we do that in everything that we do. So Yusuf took this opportunity, he availed himself of this opportunity, and then he said, oh my two companions, are many different gods better to Allah, better, or Allah who is the one, the irresistible, right? And by that he makes, you know, he, he shows how he is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
he doesn't get anybody to become hostile to him because he's not directly criticizing them. And uh, subhanAllah, you know, uh, that's how he manages to get them in his confidence and build a connection with them and mashallah attain success in that regard. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also give us similar tact in dealing with the people closest to us first and then anybody else, whether that be a person at work, whether that be your neighbor, whatever the case is. There are many forms of da'wah and some is passive da'wah, which is essentially just acting the part and behaving like a true Muslim. That sometimes has a much greater impact because people learn from the behavior of others. And when they see that this is the only guy at work who is uh, not backbiting others and not competing in the same way, in this cutthroat way, that is for others who is very dignified, who is very relaxed, who seems to be really have a purpose in life, who is connected, who doesn't just go and fling all of his money and splash all of his money over drinks over the weekend, right, the hard-earned money, you know, who has a purpose in life, who looks after their family, who is taking care of things and who has a, has a God that they, you know, that they, uh, that, that they relate, relate to, that in itself is also a da'wah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tact in dealing with people and in conveying to people, in assisting people, in advising uh, to people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this also a good advice and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us and from you and may Allah allow us all to become true da'is and fulfill our role in this world. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essential Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.